Hello and uh, welcome to the delicious recipe. We are between December 25th and uh, January 1st, which is the new year. And if you would have saw on the banner, you might have saw that there was a question mark of who the guests would be there tonight. So the first guest I have on and the other one that should be showing up here very soon there is that I have the owner of the company, Joe Monteldo from the UPRN. He's the guy that actually puts me on this station. I'm going to go and click him on right now and uh, add him to the stream. And we'll have the other one that's coming on there later on uh, or whenever she comes back in there is Michelle de Rogier. I always call her Michelle de Rockers because she is a rock star. I just girl. call her the Empress. So. <laughs> the Empress. There she go. <laughs> she's, she's managing a lot of this stuff there. And, uh, if you're watching along, you can watch us on uh, UFO Gods and Extraterrestrials on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I think we are also on uh, UFO Paranormal Radio. UFO Paranormal Radio is done twice. And uh, we're on every other podcast place there is. But, uh, Joe, since you're on here and you are the sole person that's running this stuff, what new things are we coming on? A lot of new stuff. Now, I am I am the owner. Michelle DeRoche is the station manager, so she's in charge of getting a lot of stuff done, like talent and stuff like that is really up her scale, and keeping all these egos <laughs> under control <laughs> is, is partly her job. I don't put it all on her, but it's partly her job. But Michelle does a, a lot of work for the network, but a lot of new stuff coming up. So, you know, we've already expanded through StreamYard onto YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Yeah, we're back on Twitter, people. Can you believe that? And we're not being thrown off. I know. So you can. Yeah, we. I'm. A, I'm. I petitioned for the big station back. We had 150,000 on our big thing. I don't know if they'll give it back to us or not. Right now, I think it's only like four or five hundred for uh, Twitter. But the more of y'all that go over there, more the all that there will be. But LinkedIn, we have about thirty thousand followers over there. Uh, Facebook across the main Facebook page is about 250,000 followers on there. So y'all can go hang out with us. But starting January 8th through the 10th, you will see a new channel on Roku. It will be UFO Paranormal Radio, United Public Radio TV. Yes, it starts sometime. I talked with the, the guy today. He said it would be sometime between, uh, well, Roku's not taking new submissions until January 2nd. But after that, um, it takes him five days to publish it. So he said somewhere around the 7th or 8th. We'll just say between the 8th and the 10th. Just type in UFO Paranormal Radio, and there we should be. Uh, now, I don't know who's going to be there, what's going to be there. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but it will be our first venture in a real television, real, real, real television. And there, there will already be, I think there's already 30 shows already put into the system. Uh, I'm sorry, 30 hosts put into the system, about 60 or 70 shows. So those will all be free. You'll be able to get them free. Uh, there will be pay for listen on there well for specialty shows and specialty things we do or things that we do in the field or when we're out hosting events somewhere. They'll be there for that as well. Uh, so we'll be able to do television anywhere in the world now. Doesn't matter where we are. I can send Dell out freezing his ass off somewhere. <laughs> as long as he's got a cell phone with him, he's good to go. And uh, There we and, go. And, and away we go. And it's, it's just a, it's a unique thing for us because – I mean, doing video is one thing, and it took us a while to get the host straightened out about what they look, need to do when they're in video. TV is different because think about it this way. I can go right now and go on my YouTube channel, Facebook, and watch everybody on 70-inch television in my bedroom. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's one thing, okay? YouTube is not in high def or 4K. Uh, neither is Facebook. <coughs> but Roku is. Roku's high def, 4K, whatever you want, it's there. 
See, now that is the best thing because this is what I talked to you about a year ago. It says, I wanted to do a show from camp as I'm on my fishing boat catching a fish. Now I can probably do that now mm-hmm. with us uh, going on to the Elon Musk uh, Starlink. Yep. Uh, and uh, now that uh, here's a question. This is the first question that's right out of here, right in the beginning, because this is the question. What do you think about the part about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and uh, releasing all the banned people that were on there, except for a few, like he didn't uh, get rid of, uh, I, he, he hasn't brought back on, uh, uh, what's his name there, the guy from Texas, but. Uh, oh, uh, not Jim Jones, what is his damn name, Alex Jones? Uh, Alex Jones, yeah, he didn't bring yes. him back on, but he brought in uh, other people, and the, the most viewed person of this year of 2022, uh, he's the, the main guy that's been called a misogynist, and oh geez, I just re- forgot his name right now. And I, I just watched three days of his shows. Oh shit! And okay, I'm gonna go right here to the library, and I'm gonna get his name. I think it's Adam. Uh, where is his name? Do 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 do. Oh geez, I, of course I can't find this anywhere. Uh, what is his name? He he was a, a MMA a kickboxer, not MMA, but he was a kickboxer. And oh geez, this all go away from me. This is so bad. I was just talking to Laura Lee about this already. Yeah, I hate when my brain my brain decides to do oh, that. Geez. That's a total brain fart. Uh, oh, geez. I was just watching this. Why is this isn't even coming up? Go into, oh, library. That's why. I went to subscriptions. That's the whole thing there. Okay. His name is Andrew Tate, the most viewed person off of Google. Over 55 million views. And uh, he's been called a misogynist, called the, everything there. But actually, uh, have you been aware of him or even heard of him there? Not, not really. I, the name sounds familiar, but I, I can't say. I probably because I've heard somebody else talking about him. To be honest with you, it might have been. I might have heard Crazy Alex Jones talking about him. You know, I've never listened to Alex Jones before. But the other day, I'm driving back from New Orleans back to my house on the coast, and uh, he comes on one of the local radio stations. I've never heard him on any of the radio stations down here before. Mm-hmm. And he's going on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now I know why your ass is banned from Twitter. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, you know, I'm sure I, I hate to hate anybody who does conspiracies or works in conspiracies because a lot of times cons- conspiracies turn out to be true. Yeah. Um, you know, so you got to be careful there. But a lot of the stuff he says, you're just kind of wondering, you know, what kind of crack was he doing? I mean, he just, he just, I mean, it's, I've heard people talk about, I got some good friends that like him yep. and they're, they're intelligent friends. So I know there's got to be something to the guy, yep. but I guess I've just never listened to him enough. You know what it is? He sounds too much like a preacher to me. I think that's why I can't listen to him. Mm. It just, it, it flashes me back to like in sermon school or something. I'm like, no, okay, no, this ain't working for me. Cause he wasn't talking about nothing really bad the other day. It's just, he was bitching more or less about all the fines he had to pay over uh, the same oh. hook. Oh yes, the, the the billions of dollars there, and then he uh, now he's posted up uh, that he's bankrupt, and, and and you know what? And if I I looked at that there quite a bit there too as well, and I was like I was wondering it says how does somebody have nine billion dollars to go and pay for, and how does anybody that has uh, don't for, okay people that are out there listening to this, I says how do you think that you deserve any part of nine billion dollars I, I i work a job and i slave away every single day and i barely make fifty thousand dollars a year how do you think that you get 
a portion of nine billion dollars divided by thirteen or fourteen, whatever it is. You see that that I never. I understand you lost your child, and I understand he was saying shit that pissed you off about you. I understand that I'd be mad too. More than likely, I'd already whooped the guy's ass to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem here is, is you're right. Okay, so you're putting a value on your child of seven hundred million dollars is what you say your child's worth. First right. of all, you should never put a value on your child. That's that's just sick in your own head right. to start off with. And it's not that I don't think people should get compensated, but really $700 million each. Come okay. on. And I'll just stop you right there. In the 1970s, they said that the human body was worth $7.14 in uh, usable minerals. Yeah, in usable minerals. That's true, too, actually. It's a little more today because of inflation, but still. Right. So now, where do you think for $7.14 goes up to $700? million dollars so so I, well i figure okay it's your child it's your life and you right. want to be compensated for that child's life okay mm-hmm. i i can completely understand that so what's fair here a million dollars five million dollars but once you start breaking a hundred million dollars don't you think we should start spreading the wealth around at this point let's mm-hmm. you know let's give it to other people who were, were heads shooting so why do you get all the money so let's let's look at all the even though he didn't have anything to do with all these okay. other shootings why don't we spread some of this money around to everybody who's lost a child in a school? So okay, let's all now, give them all like $20 million each or something. Oh, you know, but still, that still go, doesn't come up nowhere near $9 billion. I mean, this, sometimes when go, I hear these suits You want to go that there, high? You want to go that high? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And that still don't come nowhere around $9 billion. That's going right. to come around about a billion and a half. Okay, if now, because now, we're looking sort of this is uh, the show that we're looking back at the year of 2022. Now Roe versus Wade went out there, and now what do you do for all the the parents that uh, somebody that abortion happened, and they said, well, I didn't want that uh, kid aborted, and then that's a kid that died. Now, do you get to be as the other person and say, well, now you owe me half a billion dollars? Well, you can say that, but since the liberals are in charge of the government, you'll never see it. It's right. uh, it'll it'll never it'll never happen. And that's the other thing. So, so this is the, you're right about this. They're setting the precedence now. So they're saying each one of these souls will worth $750 million. Right. So that means that for every time we lose a child now, that's the starting point is $750 million. Right. I, don't guys don't look, I think the kid, don't get me wrong. I think what, what he did was wrong and they should get money, but $9 billion. No, no. I mean, let's just, some things are just stupid. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you want to take everything away from man, fine, but don't put it all to them. They don't, yeah. they all, first off, I learned this a long time ago. People who get suddenly rich rarely come out successful. A lot of times mm-hmm. they end in, they end in bad ways and a lot of them end up broke. Yep. The problem is, is you don't understand money. If you're not raising money or you haven't been around money a long time, you really don't understand how it works <laughs> and, and it will kick your ass. First off, you're going to be on slide. Do you know how many People who are going to call him every day. Can you give me money for St. Jude? Can you give me money for this? Can you give me money for that? It's never going to stop. And you're going to be giving money like you got money. And the next thing you know, you're down $100 million. It's like, well, what did I spend six? You know, you've had the money five years. And then if you've got other problems like addiction or alcohol problems, oh, my God. And half these people are going to become jet setters. They're going to be flying all around the world. They're going to be spending money. You've got to have a plan. And don't get me wrong. Some of them will. But. So this is how I look at this too. So if they really did get this because of the kids, if and they have other kids and a lot of that money should be put away for those kids. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I think that any child who was affected by okay. this should all get money. 
I still, okay. I'm still thinking a hundred million dollars per kid is just ridiculous though. Okay. I mean, so what do you do crazy. for all the kids that go to uh university and college? Do they all get uh, paid uh one five point five billion dollars to cancel yeah. out their debt? That's if the you're thing. gonna give if you're gonna give seven hundred million dollars to a kid that uh died going to school. See, this is this is the weird uh I guess the mentality that we sort of hear and that people put these inflated uh, money values on things right? yes and, and they and they, and that's what they're doing that's what we're saying i mean you have just now said that this child is worth this amount of money mm -hmm. so anytime someone loses a child from now on this is where they're going to want to start at so even if we spread it around in the school and get it down to 100 million dollars a kid still so that's that's what anybody gets killed from now on that's where the price is going to start and 100 million dollars is a lot of money people I don't get me wrong. I, I'd be furious if I lost a child too, but a hundred million dollars is a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's not chump change. And, and I just, I just don't see, I think it's a bad precedent to set. I think these, these people should be rewarded, you know, maybe $25 million each, but no hundred million, 700 million. This has just gotten stupid. Um, I mean, yeah, you want to break the man. That's fine, but don't just give it to them. Spread the wealth out. So it does more than just a handful of people. Uh, you know, maybe help it rebuild the school system. People can still Do hear something. me. Yeah, maybe I got you. People can still hear me. They says, uh, just uh, moving closer to my router. I'm only four feet away from the thing. So uh, why didn't lose? I could hear you for a minute. And then you, then you just faded out and came back all of a sudden. Right. So this is the part that uh, now this is the interesting thing. And this is why I brought up the name Andrew Tate, the most uh, viewed and most looked at person in the whole entire internet. And the part he's saying is that there has to be some sort of uh, semblance of recognition of importance in anything, right? And that's one little part about there. Male roles, female roles. Now we've gone into this sort of uh, uh, atmosphere over the it, over the past ten years, but especially over the past two years about disgendering uh, uh, male and female. What do you feel about that? Well, liberals have learned how to, to to divide and conquer. That's all that is. It's a way to divide and conquer. You get people arguing. So I said this when Obama was president. The last two and a half years of his presidency, we argued about bathrooms. There was shit going on all around the world, all around people starving in our country, people homeless in our country, right. people all around the world having it bad. And we were talking about bathrooms and who should be going to what bathroom. Here we are again. Now we're just talking about transgender. It's not a different conversation. It's the same one. Look, people, mm -hmm. I live in New Orleans. Transgenders do what transgenders do what transgenders do down here. If they dress in like women, you know, you'll still see them in the male's bathroom. You're walking, you see this looks like this big old tall blonde. You think, oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, you know, out comes the witch McCall. So it's it's just how it is down here. They have their own clubs they go to. They have yep. their own strip clubs they go to. Mm -hmm. uh, they have their own strip clubs where they work. It's 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 part of their life, which is fine. I really don't personally have a problem with it, but we can't be making special references. Uh, first off. Anytime you think it's okay for a transgender or a male to participate in female sports, you're an idiot. Men's yep. upper body strength is three or four times what a woman's is. And mm -hmm. if it's a guy who's working out, it's about 10 times more. There's no way. I mean, like the guy who was the boxer, the transgender who was the boxer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the story. It actually was uh, brought up on Joe Rogan there where he actually broke her skull. Yeah, he, he yeah he did he did severe damage to a couple of them, and then we've got the ones now who are saying they're transgender and being transferred to female prisons, and mm -hmm. getting caught raping women all over the place. So <laughs> okay. it, it just it just it just it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I mean it's not you know look I'm sorry guys until you can find a way to make a man really a woman, 
mm-hmm. then we can talk. I mean, you know, somebody kind of hormone, something that brings down the size of the body or something. But right now it's just not fair to women is what it comes down to. They're the well, ones being sure. brutalized the most by it. I mean, anytime we have governments, oh, well, I listened to one of the governors the other day. Oh, yeah, sure. They can they can play female sports. I'm thinking, really? Mm-hmm. So this they got a, they got these female football teams, just guys like, I don't know. 270, 280, he's going to go play football with these girls. <laughs> I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, man. Where, and and I, then I got to wonder what country I'm living in. I'm thinking, where where did I end up moving? Did, yeah. Is this, is this uh, Cuba somewhere? And they would, it, well, none of that would go on in Cuba or Russia, actually. People bitch about communists and socialist countries. You wouldn't see none of this in a communist or socialist country. They would be no. executing you for this. Um, for this this train of thinking, the thinking that, that okay, now, I, just anybody that's out there listening there, these are just opinions, please. And just, just looking yeah, at any situations. Any moans of bitches, write to Michelle DeRoche. Yeah, exactly. Right. She's the manager of this. That's and right. This is, write to this Michelle. Is, this is why she's not coming on camera right now, even though I invited her. And she said she'll be there ASAP, but uh, she's not here yet. But, uh, no, the thing is, though, is that we we've well we're both well we're about 10 years different in age i was born mm-hmm. in 70 you're born 60 in the plus 60s, yeah right so thing is though, was that there was rules that were put for male and female and it was a thing there is that i grew up you never hit a female okay so now you have here in 2022 you have a guy that pretends to be a female or transitions over to be a female. And I know people get bent out of shape about this, but he gets to go and beat the living crap out of a female. And people celebrate this and bet on it. Yeah, just because it's insanity. I, I don't right. get I mean, a lot of states are, are turning against it, but I noticed the uh, um, Olympics allowed it, at least in part. And um I just, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of things I don't understand why there's a separate woman's sports. Things like tennis and golf. Women and men could compete. You could give a woman a handicap in tennis or golf and make it fair. They wouldn't have to be. Well, uh, there you, you know. go. Exactly. Golf. There's the white tees and the yellow tees and the red tees. Yes. Okay. Now, why is that? Because what? women can't hit as far as. Because uh, of upper body strength. Male. That's right. Right. So how do you discount that? Well, they, they, they actually do a formula for it, how, how they tell you. So what they usually did, I think originally what they did was is they just took a couple of guys and took a girl and got an average of what the distance is between them. just a straight hitting on a, you know, straight down and run, nothing fancy, just straight down 300 yards. And guys can easily hit 300 yards. Girls can't. Right. So a lot of to, times they were following par. 270. Yeah. 260, 270. So, right. so what they did is they moved the tee up that much. Yeah. And then you get to hit from there. And it, 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 people say, oh, it gives advantage. Not really. It's, it's, the woman still has to make all the shots. She still has to make the curves and then she has to get out of the right. green, the grass, mm-hmm. the sand. I mean, it's still the same thing. She's just getting a place where she can shoot to make the shot a, a fair shot. Because if they're shooting together, he's going to outshoot her every time, 30 or 40 feet. And in the end, he's going to make par when she might not. Or he right. might make a birdie where she might make par. It's just not, you know, in other words, she's never going to really see that birdie right. or any of those other shots. She's really just going to ever see par at best. And that, that's just cheating. And we know it is. So you can do that. We've And we've seen it. Look, I would have put, um, what's a name against any guy? What was her, uh, oh, man, was that tennis, the woman's name? She just oh, Billie Jean. Bill, oh, no, no, not Billie Jean. Uh, yeah, I would have put her against any guy. 
Yeah. Shit, I think she'd have beat their asses, to be honest with you. Well, no, so, no, actually, uh, I'll tell you a story about that. This ended up happening there, and uh, people might not remember this because it's pretty sort of blocked out there. So Serena and Venus Williams, back before they hit their big prime, but they were climbing up the ladder of being the best female tennis stars. And so they had said that they would be, they could beat any man. So they there was a an East Indian tennis player that was ranked 208 or 209. I can't remember what his name is right now. Sorry, I didn't write it down. And uh, he went out drinking and uh, showed up drunk the next morning. And he played both sisters. He beat them 8-0-8-0-8-1-8-0. And he goes, okay, I'm ranked 208-209. And you can say you can beat anyone, any man. Okay, now the big thing was with the propaganda was the Billie Jean King facing against an old retired tennis player. And oh, that yeah. was so how the big news media went out there. Women's rights, feminism, we can beat any man. And see how propaganda is a very, very strange thing, a strange thing, but a very powerful thing. I say move them up one foot. I don't know. Serena, when, when she was at her prime, when she was big, when she was bulking out, she was definitely on steroids. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know if – she. I think she could have took anybody she wanted then because uh, I've seen her. Uh, they were just sparring that day. They were doing warm-ups, and she's making that guy earn his keep, man. <laughs> he yeah. was running his ass off. Right. But that that was at their peak. And, and at their peak, I do believe at least Serena was on steroids because she bulked up. She, sure. her, she doubled and her chest size doubled. Right. Uh, which is, and I'm not talking to boobs, guys. I'm talking about right. overall shoulders and chest. It doubled up in size. So, right. uh, yeah, but that's a, that's a, because if you've seen some of the other girls she were playing, they were dainty little things. Right. And they were he, still competing too, but they were dainty little things. And uh, so, I mean, that that's an exception to the rule there. For the most part, you know, well, you, well darts, no, you don't need female. <laughs> no, you don't. No, okay. Uh, here's the Dude, thing, though. Ass. Who wrote that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, no, here's, here's the thing there. Do you think the rock? Dwayne Johnson is on steroids. I don't know. Sometimes he looks like he is. Sometimes he looks like he's not. So right. I think when he bulks up, they might he might get some. When he has to bulk up for a movie or something. Rock, Rock, Rocky got busted for steroids going to another country. Yeah, for, well, and it, it and it's not it's not beyond reason that some of these guys when they have to bulk up fast for a movie, uh-huh. uh, use steroids to do it. Um, right. If they can get their hands on them, it's a lot harder right. to get your hands on them now legally than it used to be. But still, Lance you know, Armstrong. I, uh, Lance Umbo, we know he was. Right. Um, oh, yeah. you say Epo, right? Yeah, he was on him so bad. It was ridiculous. Shit, they gave him cancer. Um, <laughs> right. He lost the testicle out of it. Yes, but he I still mean, got and, eight, eight, uh, eight uh, Tour de France wins. You know, it's funny because they took his wins back, but they couldn't take the money back. Yeah, but he uh, also got I, to sleep with Cheryl Crow, too. Well, that's true, too. I mean, <laughs> you know, the guy, well, you, I guess you can say he cheated. I mean, it, it is cheating because steroids do, do buff you up and help you muscle up. But um, he, it was yeah, but the rest, to, but the rest of the team were also using EPO too as well. And yeah, they well, see, that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's more than just bulking up. I mean, the Tour de France is a stamina thing. I mean, it's not oh, just yeah. being bulked it. up a muscle. You have to have the wind power. The you know your your lungs have to be up. Your legs and muscles have to be for a long right. tour because they'll start to cramp. And um, and that, so that's endurance. That's a little bit different. And yeah, it'll help him initially. What steroids were going to help them is like if they had to go up a mountain or something. They were buffed up. They had bigger legs. They could push themselves up faster. But they weren't helping him to, to enhance his endurance. That came from oh, his no, training. What Ipo was doing was that basically, because I watched 
like five documentaries on this, EPO actually brings more oxygen into the bloodstream to allow you to minimize loss of muscle cramps. That's good. Right? So you're able to ingest more oxygen and utilize it better where everybody else that wasn't using it, uh, they would well, be like... That comes oh. in handy in mountain races, man. Oh, well, uh, if it, anybody's ever watched the Tour de France, and I, I used to watch this with my buddy all the time when we go to that, the, down to Rockfest in Cadott, Wisconsin, and before we go to the concert, we watch the beginning of the Tour de France every single morning, seeing as they're going into what section or what stage, and you're going, how are these guys going on after day twelve? After, after you just did 112 kilometers and you you're still climbing up a hill. I, I've worked my life. I work heavy equipment, heavy machinery, construction. And I'm like, holy jumping. If I'm lifting 80 pounds every hour, every minute of the day, and I wake up the next morning going, I'm not climbing up a hill. Yeah, you, that'd be you like, do what the, the hell thing? ever? <laughs> well, you know, when I when I was young, we did, we when we were real young, because, you know, we did a lot of bike riding. And uh, yeah. I remember we, uh, one of my girlfriends lived about 25 miles away. So we, we got on interstate on the ramp on the interstate road. The <laughs> cops told us to make us get off the interstate. We were in the middle of the swamp, too. Lucky there was a levee down there. And we rode it mm-hmm. back up to the highway. But we still rode 25 miles there and 25 miles back. On the way back, my doofus friend got a flat, so he was on the handlebars all the way back. So, but that, you know, that's not the same as a hundred miles or 200 miles or 300 miles. And don't get me wrong. I was sore. My, my thighs and I got big ass thighs were sore for three days after that. Yeah. Um, you know, they were sore. My arms were sore and uh, it's just, just, just part of it. And these guys ain't even getting sore. They, they just riding along. <laughs> yeah. And I know you can build, I mean, you know, when we used to go walk and we, when we go explore the city when we were kids, we learned that, the, you know, we'd walk a little, so the first day we'd walk a mile or two, then three or four. And after about, six or seven months we could easily walk 10 15 20 miles like it was nothing and so we'd walk all over the place we didn't even mind and then you know god invented the bicycle for us we were like oh shit uh and then we were going easy 50 60 miles some days but we were kids when i hit 30 years old if you asked me to ride a bike 30 miles i'd have slapped you upside your head and said what is wrong with you (laughs) actually Uh, this is actually funny because i had this conversation about uh two days ago uh me and all my buddies, we went out to uh, a place there called Boston Pizza, and we went out there for uh, for lunch. And I said, you know what? I get up in the morning time there now. I'm over 50 now. I'm going to be 53 this year. And I said, it takes me a half an hour to get my body moving and warmed up just to go up the stairs. Because after I sit down or lay down for uh, a sleep there at night, I'm going, I'm not the same thing I was 20 years ago where I could just bump up and go and shovel snow well, oh, you had a big, huge snow blizzard. You know, I, I know you don't know anything about that down there in uh, Louisiana. There, that's right. So. Snow is forbidden for down here, man. <laughs> it's not allowed. We forbid that shit down here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, the plow went by there uh, uh, just before the show, and I went, ah, I gotta go out there and shovel this big, heavy, sleety snow again. And I'm like, oh, and it's like I just hear a crack, crack, yeah. crack in the knees. Yeah, I got Wait. some friends that live in a heavy snow. I just, I, and they always want to come up and spend the holidays. I'm like, get the out of here. I'm not going to your house. He said, Joe, you don't have to do anything. You just watch it snow. I said, I'm not going to the house. And I said, I might get stuck. And he's like, what? I said, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I've had to drive, dri- drive in some pretty heavy snow because I've mm-hmm. been around the country a lot of times. But yep. down here, these idiots don't know what snow is. They don't know what ice is. If, if we get freezing temperatures, First thing I tell all my friends, now remember, when you go to stop at a stop sign, stop the block before. 
Yeah, I said, exactly. If you're not, you're going to slide right through it. So we watched, me and one of my partners, we had just got off work one day. And I said, it just started snowing and, and it yeah. kind of iced up. I said, watch. We went and got one of my favorite four-way stops. And we're just going to sit here and videotape this all day. There was wreck after wreck after yeah. wreck. It got so bad. It was it was real long blockups. And the cops said, what are y'all doing? I said, we're just filming. I said, because obviously Louisiana people. And we drive in the rain in, in a nasty hurricane rain. Yeah. You'd think. But it's like I was coming back from, uh, I, was, I just gave a lecture at the Washington Press Club in D.C. And I was dropping off a friend of mine in West Virginia. And uh, man, all of a sudden we're on top of this mountain. It starts snowing sideways. I'm like, son of a bitch. I mean, it's snowing. You know, a good friend of mine, I was cracking jokes all the time. She goes, when's the last time you drove in snow? Just, I don't know, about 12 years ago. I said, it was pretty bad, but I was in uh, Kentucky somewhere. And I said, uh, I said, it just started snowing. I said, well, the rigs are doing 70. I'm not slowing down. They're not slowing down. So I just kept on going. And, uh, and we were in a pretty heavy van. Eventually we got to where it was just snow, snow. I mean, it was just everywhere. So I wasn't so much worried about driving in snow is like driving in rain. It's just driving on the ice it takes a certain kind of skill. And uh, oh, it does. none of yeah. these people down here don't understand ice. They just don't. Well, just... You, you need certain tires for that there too yeah. as well. And uh, I remember the one time there I did a trip, a 17-day trip from uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada, all the way down to Key West up to New York. And we went through the Appalachian Mountains. On one side it was raining. Went through this two-mile-long uh a tunnel come out the other side and it's just freezing rain black ice well i got snow tires i'm from ontario on my vehicle and i'm seeing transport trucks cars in the ditch just sliding off the road and i'm doing 30 basically less than 30 miles an hour going why are these people driving this fast like they're idiots You know, I know, like, once you get up north, and we were in, uh, well, I, was, I just came back from Salt Lake City. Um, one of the passes, Mohab Pass up there, is a pretty nasty pass. And from what they were telling me in the winter, it's seriously nasty. And you do see about every 30 or 80 yards, <clears throat> there's a place where the trucks are pulling to put chains on their trucks. Oh, yeah. Because it, it, it's one of these places where it can go from beautiful to <laughs> in, in a matter of no time at all. <laughs> so I, I, the other day I was looking, because we were just in there in uh, late October. But it, it was cold, but it wasn't snowy or anything. So I was looking the other day, man, you couldn't pay me money to drive through it. First off, this thing is so narrow and so tight. You got yeah. rigs going, but and you don't have regular rigs. You got super rigs coming through there because they're pulling stuff long oh, yeah. distances. I'm like, oh, my God. And then the Wyoming interstate, I mean, the Montana interstate we took, they were showing it a couple of days ago. Snow was up to my chest. Rigs were blowing over from the wind because <laughs> it's just one big open sweeping plane. They got right. these, these things that look like uh, movie You have theaters. a sale. You have a sail with wind at 90 miles an hour. You think that's not going to fall over. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. You couldn't pay me money to drive through there either. I'm like, well, and I, I'm driving a Camry loaded to ground, you know, but it can't even go through any, like, but more than eight inches of snow. It's going to get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, whoop, I'm not going any further. Well, people, <laughs> I ask y'all all the time why y'all live up north. It's and you know what? People tell me, we got hurricanes, but you can move to the south and not have to deal with hurricanes. You can move to places like Atlanta and yeah. Dallas, Houston. Oh, do you want like to that. actually move to Atlanta? Atlanta not really, but. A, no, Atlanta is, I, I was in Atlanta and uh, I was up in the northwest corner of Atlanta around the perimeter island, perimeter part there at a hotel. And uh, my buddies went to, we were at there for the Super Bowl. I think it was in 96. And uh, I dropped them off downtown. They came back and they they walked back from downtown and went through there and the security guard at the hotel. Now, when you have security guards at the hotel that are 
walking perimeters, you're in the wrong part of the country. Mm, it's true. I was um well, I was just there for Dragon Con in uh, September, in the beginning of September. Now my sister works downtown Atlanta. She lives out in the suburbs, so she's not mm -hmm. stupid. But um, it's uh it's crazy down here. and every hotel has guards. Everyone does. So I'm I'm coming in. I came in. I went somewhere. I went to go get something to eat. I was starving. And it's, I think it's yeah. downtown Atlanta. It's like New Orleans. I got to be somewhere open past midnight. So I'm yeah. driving around. I finally found a place to eat. I'm coming back. I'm, I'm in a rental. Some bitch, I pull into the thing where the garage door goes open, let you in the hotel. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, well, you can't come in here. I'm like, what the hell? I'm staying here. And he's like, are you sure? I said, I said this is the room and here's my card. I said, you, you don't tell me. If you don't open this door immediately, we're going to have a problem. Right. Because right. I said, you know, my food was getting cold. I wanted to eat. It's already cranky because it had to be so late <laughs> to get to eat. You know, so I, I wanted to go sit in my room and enjoy the evening and watch the crazy hotel. Because the hotel I was in is smack downtown. So anywhere you looked, there's a building yep. next to you. Uh, yep. But what was cool was the building on the side of us, on the right side of us, was completely clear. It was a hotel, too. I'm thinking, you stupid idiots have no idea that these other stupid idiots are watching. <laughs> it's, 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 Atlanta's dangerous, people. That's all I can tell you. Um, anybody goes down there, I'll tell you it's dangerous. Just be careful. Don't go by yourself. Mm -hmm. Same thing with New Orleans. Bring somebody with you. Oh, for sure. You know what? Well, you've told me many stories about New Orleans and different areas. And that's the it's same dangerous. thing. With the, it's the exact same thing. I lived in Toronto. I actually live here in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And there's places up here you do not go around at nighttime. And that's, that's the thing that... Uh, children people i think this is sort of a a thing that's sort of been lost is that everybody this this sort of this new wokeism mentality is is that hey well i can go wherever i want nobody can go and uh, do this i'll just go and say whatever yeah it says, keep no, having you, it says you will go down there and go that way there's trouble and I, I don't understand where this mentality comes from there. I mean, is this a new thing? Like no, a, it's not, no. not 2022, but it's a, it's a recent. Because the, the baby boomers and the X gen is no better because they've lived through it. The millennials, the older millennials now understand that the young millennials don't. And the Z gen don't have a clue. All they've been watching is CNN and C-SPAN go, Oh, well, I can go anywhere. Well, you know, you can't. Matter of fact, just a couple weeks ago, I wanted to go pick a friend of mine in the quarter. And I'm watching this couple, and, and they're lost. You can tell they're tourists, no doubt. So they're getting ready to head down one of the really dangerous streets outside the court. I said, uh, mm -hmm. can I help you? And she's like, uh, uh, oh, she was, I made him nervous because I was talking to him. I said, where are y'all going? She said, why you want to know? I said, because you're getting ready to walk into one of the most dangerous parts of the city. Mm -hmm. And I said, I just wanted to warn you. I said, it's a good chance you might get raped, mugged, or killed going down this particular street at this particular time of the evening. Yeah. I said, oh, you should turn back and go down here and head back into the quarter or head into the Marigny where there's lots of people where you'll be safe. I said, I can, I, I already know you're not from here. I can tell by the way to walk you act and you're not from our city. Yeah. I can tell by the way you're dressed. And so can any other criminal who lives here. Right. And I said, I said, so <laughs> I said, you should just turn around and go back. Maybe I said, you know, there's lots of guides in the city. Just, just stay on the big streets where you know the people, the Iberville. I, I gave them a list of streets. And I said, stay on this street, you're safe. Nobody, you might get your wallet picked, but nothing else is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. I said, but where, where you were headed is some of the worst drug deals in the city goes down. I said, you just don't want to go down there. Yeah. And at first they were all freaked out. And then her husband's all like, oh, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then uh, I figured I'd never hear from him again. Apparently, one of them watched one of my episodes on TV and wrote to me again and tell me how thank you uh, I was for saving their oh, asses. awesome. But it's worse than that. <clears throat> me and my yeah. wife and my son, no, me and my wife were out. 
And we stopped at this place to film some alligators, right? Every now and then yep. we stop and we're going to see how big they're getting. And there's one I got. He's about six foot long. He's coming down the bottom. You can see and his tooth is glinting. It's badass looking. But anyway, we're <laughs> out there looking. We're out there looking to do some filming. And I had been throwing some uh, some uh, chicken legs out there, getting them to come up. And they were yep. all over the place. We had already seen like eight or nine of them. So here comes this, this couple with their little daughter. And yep. they get out and they're walking around. I'm not thinking nothing about it. And I, yep. and I started walking towards the pier. And I looked down. This kid is headed down the boat launch. I just flipped out. I just flipped. I started screaming at the parents. I said, you need to greet your damn kid. Because I was running across to get the kid. Because I knew yep. it was coming next. So yep. we get about halfway down the boat launch. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, dude, you're not from here, are you not? He said, no. I said, let me show you something. I picked up a rock. And I threw it in the weeds and freaking alligator just rolled his head over. I said, he was just waiting for your daughter to get a little bit closer. Right. She didn't yeah. lunch. I said, you never walk down slides. You never get anywhere, especially with kids. I said, don't jump on docks to grab kids. Yep. I said, because kids aren't a threat. I said, I've seen him take them out of P-Rogs and stuff. I said, uh, I said, just, just, you, you always keep your hands on them. You keep them where the edge appears and you never let them walk down a slide because gators like slides. He's like, I said, they make their own slides when in the wild. And I said, to them a boat launch is a slide it's like and he he was he was he, he they both were like white as ghost afterwards they, they well, couldn't they couldn't even believe that a place this dangerous would be accessible to kids and i laughed at him and she's like why are you laughing i said because a bayou kid would know better to go down a freaking boat launch even at that age well that, that, i guess i guess that's the big thing there is because uh well big tourism through uh the world period and you remember this story probably about the the kid that disappeared at Disneyland, in uh, in uh, Florida, right? And they, they were dealing with a mosquito population, but they had a lot of uh, alligators that are around mm-hmm. there. And I think it was an eight year old kid, and uh, he went down to the side, and he's there, and he this is all the manicured lawn and everything like that. And the parents uh, just uh, turned their eye for a second, and then the kid was gone. And then they had to go out. They found the alligator and they found the kid in the belly of the alligator. The thing is, was that it's a dangerous place when you don't understand the area. And I always tell this to people. And I told this to Laura Lee there too. And uh, when we were in Toronto there for uh, one of her uh, visits there that she had to do for a medical thing. And she's walking down the road. And I says, you're giving out uh, tourist vibes. You're attracting people. I lived there for uh, 10 years and then out for 10 and back for 10. I says, you're attracting people. She goes, what are you talking about? Because small town, she's not aware of this, that people are looking to. You're like, who the hell are you? What are you doing around here? Right. It says, you're easy pickings. Right. I says, don't wear that. Don't wear flashy stuff. Don't try and blend in and just go away. And this is the part that I think, Maybe it's a part that uh, people don't understand is that uh, you get young kids and stuff like that that figure that uh, wearing and uh, using flashy materials and stuff like that, that there's not people out there that are less fortunate that are ready to go and take that away from you. And you don't know how to fight. Not everybody knows how to fight. That's why these uh, these uh, uh, second world countries and stuff like that, they put their kids into the military first. They, they got to do three years. Hey, they know how to fight, do the military kids here in north america they have no clue no, the the new the new the, the last generation has doesn't even understand what a war is all they've seen is this stuff on television and they don't really look that doesn't look like a war if you go back and watch desert storm even then even though we were all adults and knew what it was 
let's say I'm about five years old. You so it's we all knew what the war was, and even the kids coming up behind us understood it. But these kids, they they've never seen anything that even resembles a war. They they look at this thing about Putin, they don't even know what the hell they're watching. Right. Uh, and honestly, most of me watching it, they want to go back to ever whatever they were doing online or whatever they were doing with their <laughs> friends. You know, let me go get some Starbucks coffee. Let me let me go they, get woke they, somewhere. They've never never been slapped. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I, I said I said if you're so woke, let me take you about a dozen of y'all and drop y'all off in Cuba, or Venezuela, and see how you do. <laughs> exactly. I said I, I could take some of my friends and some of my young friends, you know, that are, that are that are not woke, but they're still so, um, ZJ. Yeah. So I said I could drop them off in Venezuela. I guarantee you when I went back, they'd still be alive. I said, but you some bitches, would you, could you see AOC being dropped and AOC's? South American, can you see her being dropped off in a place like she's that? Not she's not South. Don't 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 know. Don't say that. Oh, whatever she's the hell she Amer- is. She, she's not South American. She is a pretender of many races. She is that. She is a pretender of many races. Okay, and, uh, I said I, I, I've talked about this for uh, since I came on your channel. I think it's almost about three years ago. I talked about preparedness. I talked about the whole part about being strong and protecting things, and. I, I've talked about many times that people don't understand this about how to protect yourself anymore. You were in the military. You've seen lots of things. We talked about the UFO landing on the aircraft carrier, car, car, uh, carrier mm-hmm. stuff like that. But do you think people today actually know how to protect themselves for the majority? No, the majority have not a clue. If, 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 if we thank God we have a military that's actually a skilled military because if they were to land in our country today, we'd be screwed. Now, there's different things now what would happen. <clears throat> Certain parts of New York would fight back hard and, and actually do some damage. The whole South would because they're used to hunting and fishing and being in the woods. Right. But some of the Midland would, but the whole West Coast would just be gone. They wouldn't even know what the hell they got involved with. They, right. they, they would walk over that 50 million people out there like they were nothing. The Upper East Coast, same thing would happen. Places like D.C., Boston, shit. Chicago would probably put up a fight because they used to have to put up a fight because they're always somebody trying to kill them down there. Right. You know, <clears throat> this is all true, true material is that you see where violence is and you see how people go and do things. But a lot of the places don't actually know uh, any. Uh, it's not a part about gender roles. It's a part about how to protect yourself and your family and do anything. I know there's a lot of prepper channels out there, but they're all sort of uh, discouraged about watching those things because well, that's the way a, the propaganda goes against. If right? a socialist or a communist country was ever invade our country, that's the first thing they would kill. They'd kill a gay population off first. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. <clears throat> it would be like, what, excuse me, y'all are gone. Um, yeah. Well, look at your, look at your military. Now I have watched the, the whole thing there in the last two years about, uh, the person that came in there that wears a dress and uh, now they've reduced uh, the standards for actually getting into the military. Well, they Canada, had a lot of stuff. Can, they had a lot Canada, of stuff. Canada did, Canada did the same thing too. Well, that's because they can't get anybody in the military, but the U S did some weird stuff because Trump made it illegal to be gay and be in the military again. So right. he made it legal. Well, Biden was trying to change it, but for some reason <clears throat> he's been having a hard time with that. I, I don't know why. Well, and a lot of the, the commanders the director? say that the director wears uh or the, the head of the yeah no I, I seen that I, I, I know I know the one you're talking about but see they're learning the Biden's are learning a hard trouble so remember the guy who worked um, he was working with the uh, financial group mm-hmm. he got arrested because he was stealing people's he was he was a transgender and he got arrested for stealing people's luggage at airports this guy's oh, no, making that's, like a, that's that's that that's the other guy that's the, that's the other guy yeah that's the other yeah. one but there's three of them now so there's three of them yeah. that went in as transgender. 
and they're having some kind of problem with all three of them. Yeah. So the one in the military supposedly slapped some straight guy on the ass. So there's, there could be all kind of investigations in this. <laughs> so so Biden and them don't know what to do. And and the military considers see, the military is not anti-gay. They just consider it a distraction. Right. Um, you know, they, they got enough to think about when they're in the field besides who's next to you. And right. is a gay guy going to fight as strong as a straight guy? I don't know. Right. I, and I don't want to find out. Right. And this is the part that, uh, and, and I'll bring this back, uh, the full part there was a couple of minutes ago, where this uh, Andrew Tate guy had said there is that when you're in the military, guys, guys that are there, they don't have to worry about a female or somebody that's uh, in the mindset that they don't know who they are in their mindset of gender. Uh, genitalia or anything like that right you want people out there that are going to go force forward and go and that's who you depend on yeah. right well, you and, know women in the military doesn't bother me as much first it was they could just do support roles and then they could fire fighters and stuff like that and helicopters right. and attack but so now they're letting them on the ground troops the only problem i have with ground troops because don't get me wrong ladies i think y'all kill just as good as any men i ain't got no problem yeah i know there's some murderous bitches out there so i ain't got no oh, problem with no, thinking no that doubt. There's there there is exceptions to the rule, yeah. but the majority is not. But my problem is, is how are you going to carry my two hundred sixty pound ass out of the woods? There you go. I could grab two of y'all and throw one over each other and walk out of there in the woods. Even if y'all were one hundred fifty pounds or two hundred pounds each, but you're yep. not going to be able to carry me out of the woods, and that's to hence is a big problem. Right, uh, dead weight. You know, so you know, I, I know y'all get out there and get killed and, and kill like the rest of us, but are you going to be able to get out of there? And look. When, when I'm under fire, I don't care what sex you are, as long as you're blowing up the freaking enemy. Um, but again, if I get shot, or you can be able to get me out of the woods. And that's really right. important to me because, you know, I might get shot or mm-hmm. something worse. So it's, it's one of those things. It's a good and a bad thing. I, I mean, a lot of militaries incorporate the women, so I know yeah. it can be done correctly. Israelis have been doing it for a long time. Right. But there are other militaries in South America and Africa that, well, not in Africa, but in South America. Hey, good, good, good spies, good assassins, great things. Same with kids. Good uh, when you go and no, program. No, I agree. A woman, somebody had posted on my chat. Right. Yeah, women kill right. with the best of them. I have no problem with that. I, look, I have no doubt that women can kill. I, I, look. Oh, yeah, no you know, no doubt. Just just here's a, here's a perfect example for y'all. Just, just a week ago or a week and a half ago, two officers pulled up to a hotel in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, and was talking with this woman. She was 49 years old. She was probably about 100 pounds. She was a veterinarian that lived in one of the bigger cities around here. And uh, she had had a cop's call because of something else that was going on. Well, the cops decided they wanted to take her kids. Well, guess what happened? She shot one of them in the face, killed him instantly. Mm-hmm. Shot the other one three times and killed him as well. And uh, so these were two. This was one veteran cop and one rookie cop. They made a big mistake. Is, is not thinking that woman would kill him because she sure the hell killed him and she didn't have any remorse for it. Uh, later on, she killed herself, of course. Then they tried to change the story that the second cop got a shot off. But I don't know. The original report was that she got in the car and killed herself with her kid in the car. So, it's, But that tells you right there. I have yeah. no problem. Women can kill. There ain't no doubt that you can't kill. Oh, no doubt. that That's why they call them uh, black widows sometimes. Right. I just again, though, I want to know that you can get me out of the woods. Look, I met some big, big Marine girls when I was in the Navy. Yeah. But they know. And back then, I was in shape. I was about 195 pounds. Mm-hmm. Even they still couldn't carry me out. But I could pick their ass up, throw them over, show, carry them right out. It's hey. just, it's a difference in overall body strength. Plus, 
it's not just me they'd have to be carrying. They're going to carry all their gear. See, most people don't realize, but most Marines and even squids, when they're out in the field, they're carrying about 80 to 90 pounds on them. Right. That's another person. Yeah, and that's not their guns. That's just their bat and that pad, their, their backs and, and their ammo. That the gun's a whole another thing by itself. So you know, how long can you do that if you're a female? Can you can you do that for five miles, ten miles? Can you do that for two, three, four, well, five see, days? We we only got about a minute left here, Joe. I know, says, ladies, well, right in. Tell me. That they, they say it says, well, I carry a baby for nine months. That's no problem carrying an extra eighty pounds. I go, uh, no, uh, it's a lot different. Are you still live? And uh oh, here you go. Alive? I'm still on the air. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Lorley. There you go. There's Lorley running out the back door. Anyways, this has been the delicious recipe. We have to stop here because uh we got Michelle DeRogia coming yeah, up. Yeah, she's she's next. that one will definitely kill us. <laughs> I know. And so I, this I take her in a- any war. <laughs> this has been joe montaldo on the delicious recipe this is the end of the year uh, we're just looking back things i'm just sort of piecing out things and asking questions as we always do on this show so i want to thank you very much joe tell them where they can find you as we got about a minute oh, god you can find me all over the network just look me up and just type my name anywhere on the internet and it'll show you where i'm at and what i'm up to and remember people Starting in January, you'll start to be able to see our beautiful faces on television. Who ain't that scary? <laughs> but we got some good-looking people on the network. Yes. Yeah, so well, you get to you get to see that. Oh, we only got two redheads now because Laura. I mean, uh, well, I can always dye my hair red if you need. Amelia, to. Amelia is black hair. Well, no, we we she needed happy to be New Year. Dying. I can't uh, hear happy you. New but year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Do not make your, me. Are you going to dye your hair? I am red? not your no. father. Uh, yeah, it is red. <laughs> it is on the top between the white. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Another See? redhead on the network. That gives us There three, you go. Four. See how fun this network is? You check us out on uh, all the networks that we should be going on live to. Plus, we're on Rumble. And also, which are the other ones there, Joe? Well, we're on, look, just, just if you if typing UFO Paranormal Radio or United Public Radio, and it will come up all over the place. We're on every every major venue there is. We're on there, and, and usually we're on there twice um, because it's two separate stations. United Public and UFO Paranormal are actually two different stations, so they're actually listed twice. So you you can find us any way you want to listen to us on any venue. If you would like Spotify better than you know iHeart or iTunes, you can listen to any venue you want to right. listen to us on. Even weird ones like Pod Attic and podcast things people have never even heard of. We're on. Uh, Shit, just things I've never heard of. We're on. <laughs> Perfect. That's that's good. And also, uh, besides video, we're also on audio, and you can check us all out. I got to go and stop this before uh, nine o'clock, or else I'm going to get uh, yes, in Michelle trouble by my us. manager. Michelle will hurt both of us. She's like, "What the hell are y'all two doing down there?" <laughs> okay. Good night, and thank you for uh, 2022. Thank you, Joe, for showing up. Thank here. you, guys.